All right, Preston, we're back with a second part two, I guess, of our original fatherhood podcast. And since we've been gone, I know we've got a few things to talk about. Actually, you probably have more to talk about than I do because you've been uh, pretty active. (laughs) But I want to say welcome, everybody, to the Whatever Podcast for part two of our fatherhood podcast. Uh, discussion here. We left off and and we just kind of left the cliffhanger so that we could carry on for the second part. So I'm Chris, um, kind of the 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 guest co co host with Preston Stone, <laughs> the actual real co host. So hey, Preston, how's it going? Good. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm glad we can get back together to talk about this again. You've been, you've been if we busy. if we get a chance to get into it. Yeah, you've been pretty busy. <laughs> we might just have a we, part three. <laughs> you've been pretty busy since we talked last time. You've like I don't know. You've Both like, of us have me and Connor. <laughs> yeah, you've been to like different a different state, uh, vacationed a little, actually like picked up a new job even. So I'm yep. curious to hear about all that before we get rolling. Can you fill us in on what what you've been doing? Yeah, so me and Connor. We actually went to, uh, not together, but we ended up in the same place, kind of together. But we went to Florida to go to the Magical Kingdom together with Flora. All right. Before you talk any more about that, you were like um, in Florida in the Sunshine State while we were up here getting like blizzard weather dumped on us. (laughs) It was like awful. So I I was in Indiana. And we had like the worst snowstorm that we've had <laughs> for a while, yeah. for like a ten long, years. Long and then you're just chilling down on the beach. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of chilling, to be honest. It was, oh, okay. It was, so fill us in. It was pretty rough. So, so, so taking um, a baby to Florida that has to be uh, challenging. Oh, you know, honestly, her having her there was wasn't the even the most stressful thing about it oh well tell us <laughs> fill us in let us know how your vacation went so we left and she did good uh, with the car ride to indy and she did great on the plane going there she didn't really cry at all she just hung out and watched outside and played around a little bit on our laps while we went there and then we got there and turns out we booked the wrong airport <laughs> we we didn't we didn't arrive at the airport we thought we were going to be arriving at we we arrived at the orlando stanford airport instead of just the orlando airport which the orlando stanford airport is an hour and 20 minutes out to where we were supposed to be where we had our rental car waiting for us oh nice <laughs> so we get there and we're like oh well this isn't the place <laughs> and we had to cancel our reservation for our uh, for our uh, rental car, and had to wait uh, like forty minutes for a lift to come get us at the airport mm. and take us to our hotel. And then we just decided to do lift until we left um, Orlando for Clearwater, which is where we stayed that the majority of the time okay. at Florida, just hanging out on the beach. So we just do lift and everything for Magic Kingdom and all that stuff, and yeah. it wasn't bad. And we decided to go get a um, 
rental car that next morning after Magical Kingdom. So I left I left in a lift to go to the rental car place and I get there. Like, uh, yeah, we have the truck here, and I'm like, sweet, can I, uh, can I get it? And they're like, yeah, do you have your credit card? And I'm like, yeah, I have this debit card. And they're like, that should be fine. Um, they have to charge you two hundred dollars for being a debit card. Ooh. And then I give them my license, and they're like, oh, you're only twenty four. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, we can't rent you the the truck because <laughs> you're not twenty five. Oh my, twenty five. Have to be twenty five to get yeah. a, rent a truck. Yeah. So yep. what did you do? And so, so um, I went. Oh, and since I'm under twenty five, I have to use a credit card. <laughs> oh, you can't use the debit. Card, I wasn't. Huh? No, so. I had to leave, go back to the hotel, get Cheyenne to go. She had to use, her, she had to reactivate her credit card and um, go back there, get a car that costed um, more than the truck and another $50 a day because she's under, under 20, under, she's only, she was only 20, only 22. Mm. You got to charge the younger people extra, that's for sure. <laughs> and it all ended up being like, what's well, like seven hundred and fifty dollars to just rent a Kia Soul for oh, like cow. three or four days. Because uh, you guys yeah. went so, so your vacation was to go down to Disney, but you guys planned to go to like the beach for a few days afterwards, right? Yeah, we so went you- to uh, Clearwater. For okay. three or four days. After well, Disney. so that's kind of how how it goes, you know. It it doesn't always go to plan, <laughs> but let's let's talk about some of the the good that happened during your trip. So I'm I know just like like you, you'll we always have things that don't don't work out like we planned them, but overall, when you think back the memories that you make are the most important, regardless sometimes of the cost and sometimes of the frustrations. Was it a, yeah. pos- was it a positive trip and a vacation for your family that you're always going to remember? I think so. It's definitely rememberable either way. <laughs> yeah. So are there, yeah, I are think there Flora s- had a lot of fun. So, are That's there good. some memorable moments that uh, you and Connor made while you guys were down there? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we did all the uh, kitty rides with Flora. Oh, did you? Fun. Nice. Yeah, we switched off letting uh, Connor have her on like the. We went on the on the Winnie the Pooh ride. Connor held her. Connor and Cora held her on that one. Okay. And uh, we luckily got to do this thing called the uh, rider switch where they could go on in the wait in line and ride the ride okay and then we'd wait on them and then switch out they could watch flora and then we'd go right on through the fast pass lane nice let me ask you this preston did connor make sure that the first ride was the haunted mansion ride uh yes okay so tradition (laughs) continues for connor williams 
yep. in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World. That's good. Yep. Did yep. Flora like it or was first. she scared? She fell asleep. <laughs> ah, no, he's okay. Okay. Well, at least she, she wasn't asleep. crying and scared. For, for, for both times that we went on it. Okay. Nice. That's awesome. But you know, she is good throughout the whole day. She didn't. I don't even think she cried one time. Anything new? I know we had gone to Disney a few years back together, just uh, kind of mm-hmm. as a family. Just a couple I years know ago. the Star yeah. Wars was something that was new that we didn't get a chance to experience because it was like just right before they actually opened it. What yeah. do you think of that? That was really sad. I didn't get to go see it. That was just Connor. <laughs> oh, you didn't get get to go see it this time I- either no sadly not we just we just went to disney for one day we just uh, did the magic kingdom the whole day did magic kingdom okay, yeah i well, wish we could i wish we would have uh, it looks so good connor got to make his own lightsaber really yeah uh, we'll have to hear cora, about that cora got time. to making his own lightsaber that's pretty cool lucky lucky yeah but I, I did get myself something at the uh, Lego store in Disney Yeah, I remember Springs. you you sent me a picture while you were there. What what did you get? It was pretty cool. That uh, I don't, I don't want to ruin got it for the, you. Uh, oh, you're good. <laughs> I got the um, twenty. I believe it's the 2019 model. 2019 model Ford, or it's not Ford. The 2019 model uh, uh, Land Rover uh, model. And is it motorized? Uh, uh, it has a working piston engine that moves and does all that stuff. Okay. And someone, another company, made a kit that you can put on it that makes it motorized with a controller. Have you started the build yes. yet? Okay, how far along so, are you? Right, right now, which why it took me so long to get ready, is my whole desk is just separated into uh, parts right now. <laughs> I bet. How many pieces? Each how many pieces? Uh, one second. While he looks for the box to see how many pieces. 2,573 pieces. Wow. I showed, so I showed, so I showed my son this picture and he's like, are you kidding me? He was like jealous. (laughs) I I don't, uh, I don't know where you can get this big of a kit except for like Legoland and online. Like you look at Walmart. It's. They've got like yeah. a Jeep, but they don't have the Land yeah. Rover. Well, yeah, you can't. Well, that's why I freaked out when I saw it. They only had one, and they've been sold out on their website for the past year and a half now. Uh, as soon and, as it went for sale, it went sold out. <laughs> and you couldn't bring this home on the luggage. How did you get this home? No. Uh, they actually got it shipped for only like 13 bucks and had it there in two days. Nice. <laughs> so it, was it there waiting on you when you got home? No, oh. I, we got it just the day after we got home. Okay. But still, yeah. I'm, I'm actually working on, right now I'm at the part, I just built the uh, suspension for the front tires, okay. and I'm working on the engine that moves all the tires from the top part. And keep in mind, I've spent probably like four hours in total working on this, and I'm on page 35. Uh, Guess how many pages there are? How many? There are 497 oh. pages. You're going to be in busy. Total You're going to be busy for the for rest of this year. <laughs> and let so you're not just at home in the evenings anymore. So 
Nope. You picked up something Got a else. Job. So what's going on there? Yep. I, I fortunately, unfortunately, got a job. Yeah. <laughs> serving tables, uh, huh? Yep, serving tables in Bloomington. That's good. Yep. That's good. Well, it gets you yep. by for Making now. Some extra money. Yeah. Yep. yep. I hear the only the sad part is, yeah, she's yelling at me. <laughs> she's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Come play with me." Yep. <laughs> But, yep, no more. I don't have all the free time to work on this bad boy, so it's going to take a lot longer than expected. <laughs> oh, you'll get there little bit by little bit. Hey, you, let's jump into part two of this. You ready? Yeah, sure. All right. I know we left off, um, and you've had a lot happening over over a couple weeks there that since we talked last. But mm-hmm. I I know I had some notes that I had put together, and, and we got like halfway through this last time we had a really good discussion and I want to kind of pick up where we, where we left off a little bit. There might be a little bit of overlap here, but uh, kind of where yeah, we left, right. kind of where we left off. And I, I think we had a good conversation going and obviously we could have went uh, the last time for like two and a half hours. So we decided yeah. to split this up a little bit for you all that's listening. So you weren't, listening for two and a half hours but here's part two of what we talked about with fatherhood so i i as you recall i've i've got a couple kids um that are a little older than than preston's child preston's a new dad i've been around the block a little bit um for a few (laughs) years i my daughter just celebrated her 12th birthday Uh, my son's 10 years old so I've I've been at this a little bit, but definitely it's a a learning experience every day, and and every day you ask yourself, am I doing the right things? And that's kind of what we wanted to do was just talk about fatherhood and raising children, because Preston, he's a a new dad and and learning things as he goes. I'm a I'm a dad that's learning things as I go, and I know some of you that are listening may not be dads, and some of you may be that have been dads for a long time, maybe even grandparents that are out there listening. And if if you are, thank you for tuning in to the Whatever Podcast. But we wanted to pick up at, at part two and carry on what we were, were talking about because I think this hits home to a lot of people. And like I say, if you're not a dad yet, you will be uh, at some point, likely. And this is going to going to give you some ideas and some things that we're working through right now that maybe you can uh, use to help yourself as, as you're a young, get a little leg up. That's right. That's right. Uh, Too bad. There wasn't a whatever podcast that was sharing fatherhood tips back in the day when, when I was a dad, I don't even think there were podcasts back then Preston, when I was a dad, just starting out. Uh, when, when would that have been? So 2009, 10 years ago, 12 years ago what yeah 2008 was there anything back then yeah i'm sure there were there was but that was just when youtube was starting to to pick up so around when the first iphone came out yeah so (laughs) there there wasn't many if there were any at all so yeah uh this would have been good back then so all right let's pick up (laughs) let's see what i got my notes here Preston. let's see where we where we stopped here 
Um, I think we stopped around kind of this this question here. Do you think today's fathers have it harder or easier or just different than fathers of the past? Hmm. You know, I want to say just probably a little easier, maybe just different. It depends. Do you think they're more Um, involved than that of the past? Yes, that's what I was kind of saying for different. And what I mean by different is like, you know, if a father, like, you know, like gender, like how how far are we going back? (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't even know if you have to determine how far you're going back i think even like recent fathers just over the since i've been a father i I think it's more and more involved with your kids i i think even recent experience and recent history with fatherhood i think uh we try to be more engaged in to our kids' lives, whether that be school or things they're interested in or just life in general. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's better all in all being able to, cause just like with my experience, like, um, you know, not everyone would be able to say like back in the day that their, that their wife makes like, you know, their stay at home fathers is a relatively newer idea. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just like uh, with me looking up stuff all the time, it's great to have the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's been good to have all the all the niceties of the modern era with being a parent. Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't think it makes it easier. Um, no, I just think I think it helps you. I think it's not. It's hard to say. It's not easier, but it's definitely takes some of the like questions out a bit of like in my like, you know, like is this right, you know. So like so so with my kids, I I work, but COVID has changed how I work here recently over the past year. Now we're like a an uh Gosh, this is like the anniversary, one year anniversary of COVID for everybody almost. And definitely hard to believe. Yeah, it's super hard to believe. But it's like the it is definitely a one year anniversary for work experience with COVID because I've been working from home remotely for a year now. I think I've been to the office not even maybe five times over this past year. And I've been at That's home. That's crazy. It it is crazy. <laughs> but so like being able to work from home, I get up and I I put the kids' uh, lunch boxes together and help help on some of those types of things and things that yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have been able to do because I would leave early for work to get to the office every day. That has allowed me to be able to do some of those things being able to work from home. So it's a, it's been a good experience in regards to that. And similar to like what you had mentioned, being able to stay at home with your daughter as a stay at home dad, when you think to kind of the, the past and not too distant past, but a lot of dads would get up early, go to work and they get home late in the evening from work. And they may sit around the table with their families and eat supper 
But yeah, they're tired. They're not really involved well, I get a in shower some of those things. And... Yeah. yeah, so I think it is I a lot out. different. Yeah, and I I even think COVID has changed some of that for us. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I remember working at FedEx, and yeah, as soon as I like, if it was like my work day, I would just be like, I'd get home, I eat, I shower, and I go to bed. Because <laughs> like, you got to get up early and start it all over yeah. again. Yeah, it's like I I need to get my sleep or I'm not going to be good to drive in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then switching from that to being with her, it was a huge change. Like, and I, Yeah, and I don't, it, think yeah, it's, crazy. I don't think it's harder or easier. I think it's more engaged. I think we're more engaged now a days, regardless of, like I say, COVID has done that to some. Yeah. But even as young fathers, I think young fathers, fathers seem to be more engaged into their families and in their kids than maybe in in the past just just kind of yeah. thinking of of our experiences and kind of thinking of how the american life from 1950s to 60s to 70s to where we are now yeah. it just seems a lot different nowadays than than what we've what we've known to be fatherhood in the past let me ask you a different question what do you, and and maybe this is where we left off. I'm I'm kind of bouncing between these two. What do uh, you yeah, you're good. What do you want to make sure that your kids and grand grandkids remember about you as a father and eventually a grandfather? If Flora ends up having kids, you eventually become yeah. a grandfather. What do you want you know, your kids to remember about you? I don't know if I necessarily like want them to remember like me specifically or I, it's more or less I just want Flora to pass on the same love and care that I give her to her kids one day. So knowing that like, knowing that knowing that you're there that she, you care that you love yeah. and that that gets passed through her to her kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing to me whenever I think of the future and her and my future grandkids is just have a, a more tight-knit, loving family. Cool. Yeah, I I think I would almost say the same thing. It's like remembering you as a person's not a big deal but remembering how you cared and loved for that individual is is the most important when i see people post things about their parents that have passed i mean that that's kind of what they share was was the experiences the laughs the love the interactions with that person it's not not necessarily the person but how they made them feel as yeah. a human being i think that's what's lasting with our kids and our grandkids as they think of of preston or chris as, as yeah. their their parents or grandparents i you know i went over and i haven't visited with my grandmother your great-grandmother in a, a while but i've here recently been able to stop by and visit with her um like the whole time through COVID, I hadn't got a chance to 
sit down with her and talk with her just because you didn't want to take the risk of taking a sickness in there, not knowing if you carried it or not. But recently I'd been able to stop by and visit with her on a couple occasions. And it, it is, she hasn't been around a whole lot of people um, and has been in her home quite a bit through COVID. And, and I think the same thing, but kind of in reverse, it's like, she's so, she's so happy to have, have somebody to sit and talk to, but I'm so uh, happy to, to get to listen, just listen to her uh, kind of talk about things. Like one of the recent visits, I think it was the last time that I was there was I was, I was just there to listen to, I actually recorded her, which um, I'd asked her if, if she was okay with, because um, you never know, it might be a podcast type material at some point, but just to hear her life experience, because she was coming up on her 85th birthday, and I, I just asked her questions, like similar to what we do, and getting to hear about her childhood and, and vivid remember vivid memories of her childhood and talking about picture shows and kind of the rough life that she grew up in. And I mean, it's just amazing to get to hear 85 years worth of life experience being told by your grandmother that is just having as much joy sharing that with uh, a grand child to talk about life and and experiences and and you know it's just like it's a two-way street on that it's it's they gain so much from us sharing with them but we gain so much from our kids and our grand grandkids sharing Mm -hmm. or even just listening to us knowing that that they care and want to want to hear about their experiences and honestly in in a way having an impact and uh um as they share stories with us i i won't forget some of those that she's shared with me uh just sitting there listening to her as a child uh kind of digging through trying to find nickels and dimes at the the movie show they they had to go <laughs> get popcorn at at uh that time because of of how poor they were and and it's those types of stories that really i think resonate and connect with us as kids and parents and grandkids and grandparents so that we pass on our our story of life to our children to show that yeah we go through struggles we've been through struggles um, and it's not only them, because as we grow into adulthood, you're a young dad. Um, I, I said early on, I'm a dad of, of 10 and 12 years. It's There's a lot of challenges that you go through as, as, a, as young adults into adulthood, and being able to share those with your kids, I think, are important. I know here recently, I went through some challenges this late this fall, and even into early winter with kind of just career moves, changes with opportunities and kind of the, mm-hmm. the fear of maybe making a change because of my 
fear of recently making a change with the company that I'm with and being able to share that with my kids of sometimes you feel like you want to run from the the challenges that are in front mm-hmm. of you or the the struggles that are in front of you and sometimes you just got to face them and go through those to learn from those challenges and I think that's what builds character and strength and courage within our own kids as we find that and build that within ourselves, whether we're 38 years, 37 years old, 25 yeah. years old, yeah. or our kids that are seeing us experiencing it as they're going through school facing their own challenges. I, I mean, I think that is just generations that we we share and the more open we are and the more um kind of transparent we are with our kids i think the more receptive they are and the more they learn as they go through life's challenges so whether it's a kid and a, a parent or a kid and a grandparent i think we have lasting uh we have lasting experience with our kids through the experiences that we go through and not necessarily just the person we are, but those things that we're willing to share with our kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing that we have, uh, still have like great grandparents in our, well, like me, I, I have two great, great parents on, uh, both sides. Um, Unfortunately, it's kind of hard to talk to uh, my my great grandma on my dad's side. She's had a stroke not too long ago, which kind of hindered her ability to talk, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, part of me wishes that I would have been able to, um, you know, talk to her more like you did Grandma Wanda now. Yeah. Before and, this. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I haven't had a super great chance since here here recently with you i mean you get your own kids you get busy and and life happens and i remember when i was younger not a not married not uh, a a dad or anything but go Uh, young stallion yeah just go over and help out (laughs) with like planting shrubs and Although she's now ripping out, so it makes me feel old. But anyways, (laughs) I, uh, yeah, those times I would, I would just sit and be able to, to talk and life happens and you don't realize how, how fast time moves. So I was lucky to, to take the recorder over there and, and record some of our conversation not too long ago, just to hopefully capture it and be able to reflect on, on her story from life as, as for e- not even for me, but for my kids, cause they're young and, and they don't uh, have a whole lot of time with their great grandparents. And yeah, you're, you're fortunate to have, have two there to be able to, to have in your life. And as, as they get to that point, it's like, uh, yeah, things happen and it makes it more difficult to either connect up or even health reasons uh, come about yeah. and it makes it difficult to have those conversations. So, yeah, good conversation. Uh, uh, what, what do you, <laughs> what did you think about being 
a dad when you were a kid? I know that's a pretty deep question, but when you were a kid, what did you think you would be like as a father? Hmm, that's a pretty heavy question. You know, um, I I guess thinking about it when I was younger, I, um, I just knew I wanted to be, uh, I guess my biggest motivator is just be a better dad than my my dad i guess you know i I think that was the only thing i ever thought about whenever i would think about the future of having a kid or something like that i think um i think my yeah my biggest motivator was just i want to be a the dad i didn't have you know yeah i'll always be kind of better than the experience that that you've had i think is everyone's kind of kind of goal regardless i mean you could have a, a great upbringing and and a great father in your life but you want to take that to yeah. the next level and i i totally get yeah. what you're saying yeah. so as we come close to the end of our conversation i'm i want to get some thoughts from you here on on just a few things because uh, I, I know you've been a dad not too long. So, Flora's how old? She is 16 months, getting ready to turn 17 months. So, all, all right. So, a year and a half, roughly. We're getting yep. there. A few things that I wanted us to wrap up the conversation with part two, and then we'll kind of close out on this. I know... Uh, I know time. I don't goes, even think we should. <laughs> time goes. We'll just quick. have a whole series of I, you, bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, we could for sure. Never and stops. May, maybe that's a spinoff. But a few things that I had jotted down that we didn't get to, that I wanted to get your thoughts on. How has your idea of what it means to be a man changed over the span of your life? Hmm. You know, I'm. Hmm. I think it was. I think my biggest change. It's. It started when I originally moved out of the house and it was just me and Cheyenne making a living, kind of becoming adults, really. And then. And then we, you know, we got a house. Started looking into getting houses and stuff, and then mm-hmm. we really thought about getting houses. And whenever we found out that uh, we were having Flora, and after getting the house and going through that, then getting um, leaving my uh, graphic design job to get my position at FedEx so we can make quite a bit more money to save up for Flora, and just sacrificing all that stuff and trying to make a better life for your child. I, I, I think the biggest thing I learned about being a father and becoming a man is just putting others needs before your own, you know, learning how to take care of the house, putting up, putting up a door, fixing faucets and, making sure the heat got stayed on fixing mm. the furnace and doing all that stuff, going to work in the morning, coming back, making sure you spend time with them. So they don't, they, they, you don't 
you know, yeah, they feel like you're part of the li- your li- their lives, and then uh, just all that. You really, uh, I, I, you know, I I don't think you really know what it's like to. Be, I I was listening to Jordan Peterson last. Uh, I think it was last week, actually, like right before we went on vacation, and I listened to a really good session that he had, and he was talking about you. What was it? You, you you don't grow up until you have a person or like a child or a per, another person in your life that you put before your own and that really resonated with me yeah and and you can plan for the best and then things change on you and i think being able to be flexible and adapt with those changes too are important cuz i mean like you had just mentioned with floor coming along, you taking a different position to make some more money and then things change again to where uh, Cheyenne was given an opportunity to step up and make even more money. And then you had to take Mm -hmm. a step in a different direction that you weren't even planning for. I mean, were you planning (laughs) to to stay at home with your daughter when that time came or or was that just kind of blindsided it was very much a huge blindside Cheyenne just came home one day she said that uh you know her boss was leaving and she her boss mentioned to her the new buyers of their hotel that if they want someone to run the hotel just as efficiently and keep it going as it should then they should definitely look into hiring Cheyenne for the manager position and Cheyenne was freaking out about that Mm. and we we got all this before COVID like conversations started happening about closures and socially distancing and stuff like that yeah and it was literally the week before all that went down so Cheyenne Cheyenne took the position was going to work while I was going to work as well trying to kind of mix our schedules that way she could show that she wanted she wanted the job but also she had to stay home during most of the day while i worked and then she would go to the hotel on my days off while i took care of flora mm-hmm. and then she they finally offered her the job she took it and then i went and put in my two weeks at uh i got left fedex like a week and then right after i finally had my last day of fedex it was like two days later all this started going down and then Cheyenne started having freaking out about her job security because hotels were laying off so many people. And she just was lucky that she was able to keep her job. It's amazing what life does. You know what? It, it, Oh my goodness. Changes. What it's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It changes what you think is kind of coming up next. Cause you never know what's around the corner. Let me ask you this, Preston. What's one thing that your mom or your dad always used to tell you growing up that turned out to be true? Hmm. How about you give me a second? Do you have anything? Well, so one of the, the one of the big things that I always kind of even even now um, as I was going through some kind of career thoughts, opportunities, and decisions that I've mentioned already on this episode, mm-hmm. and I think even before, I had uh, 
stopped by my parents' house and it was it was midday over lunch one day and and just took a lunch break there and I uh I I I was just there was a lot running through my mind and that day my mom stopped by and and was taking her lunch break there and I was just going through kind of where they live at the time and one thing that's always kind of stuck with me and and one thing that I I think my mom has always done and this is this is thinking of of my mother and I'll give you two kind of situations um but she's always prayed been a devout kind of prayer for me and all of her kids and grandkids and um I, I always think of of kind of her saying that you know you you just give it up and and trust that uh when you give give it to to god and put it in his hands he'll he'll take care of that so i think prayer has always been a big thing and believing in to believing in the unknown um has always been big on on my mom's side of things and on my dad's side I always kind of think of, and I never really gained the respect for until I was an adult, of really being able to have that hands-on kind of experience of being able to to take care of your family, because my dad always did, uh, your your granddad always has, and like you had mentioned earlier, it's, it's really not necessarily anything he said to me but just my watching him and him coming over to help at times as being a young dad being able to know how to fix water lines fix a door that that needs fixed or or things like that and it's always not necessarily been here's how you do it it's always been i'll come over to help and me being able to watch him it so it's not always been a verbal from him it's been more of a visual on my dad's side and and my mom like i say is has been one to really trust in the power of the unknown and and uh kind of put your 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 trust in in god and and having him control those things that that you kind of feel overwhelmed by and both of those have always really worked out for me and I think even more so as an adult knowing that I don't have full control over a lot of stuff but being able to trust in kind of what's coming around the corner and knowing who to put that trust in and also being able to uh, do those things that I'm confident in myself being able to do learning from my dad who I've been able to kind of witness and watch so I, th- I think it's a mix between the verbal and the visual with both my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I can say is that, you know, my, I guess to go along with what you were saying is the, the unspoken, but the scene mm-hmm. definitely comes from, one, that that hits hard for me because uh you know i always saw that with my mom you know she uh whenever she had me probably wasn't the best of times <laughs> yeah. yeah 
So one thing that I always, you know, she always, I always saw on her is just the hard work she always put in into everything to make sure that I had not even necessarily what I needed, but what I wanted, you know, that was, it, it's something I didn't appreciate until I was older and, you know, it's, it, it means a lot, you know, to, to know that she worked that hard so that I could have stuff that I didn't necessarily need, but yeah. And I don't think willing we... to go ahead. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think we really do appreciate that until we're adults. Cause I, I say the same thing and probably most kids right now, like we as parents want to give our kids everything that we can, um, yeah. Obviously, all of their wants and desires, as much as as it is feasibly possible. But we know, as kids, we didn't appreciate it, and likely our kids don't appreciate it. As Flora gets older, you'll do the same and won't appreciate it until she gets to that point that it's like, yeah, that was a lot of hard work on my parents' part to make that happen and it wasn't even just the needs that we had but some of the wants that we had and our desires they they go out of their way to try to make that happen mm -hmm. yeah i think that's it's the sad part and the the saddest part of parenting i guess <laughs> or like being uh being an adult now and not being able to go back and like you know, make sure they know how much you appreciated it. I mean, you can say it now, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I wish I, I wish I wasn't such a little, a little asshole, I guess. <laughs> we all are. We all are. So we're coming up on 45, 46 minutes, maybe. Um, two last lingering thoughts that uh, we can touch on that'll probably bring us up to the hour. Second to last, what's one underrated but important skill that your child, Flora, should possess or any child should possess? Hmm. To be able to think for themselves, have some sort of independence, you know. Critical thinking? Yeah independence yeah that's a good it's a good thing i think that will help them go far i, I, I think, think a yeah. lot of times we i think a lot of times in school we we hinder the critical thinking that yeah. needs to be done and and a lot of times it's just think to think... get the right answer and sometimes it needs to be think to get the creative answer because that likely will be the most successful yeah yeah i you know <laughs> i i remember so vividly in school like anytime like i was in math class or something i i had a i was i remember this one time where the teacher had this thing written on the board and she's asked the class to solve it to just judge where we were at and how like how good we were at math or whatever and i ended up getting the right answer but it wasn't how she how she wanted me to get the right answer and i, I tried explaining to her how i actually how i got it but she didn't care 
And so she just uh, dismissed me. And I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> so trying to be, so trying to critically think through getting to the right answer was the wrong answer because it didn't go the correct way that she wanted you to go, huh? Yep. I think a lot of times it's that way, uh, not just in school, but it's like, I want you to yeah. think this way. I want you to be this way. And yeah. I, I think a lot of times, even in our where we're raised a lot of a lot yeah. of groups and and people try to put that on individuals of you need to think this way well no i don't think so and i i think i've come to realize that as an adult preston because i was involved in in religious organizations and uh i even did youth groups with you and others and oh yeah it i've become as an adult more of the mindset that you know that some of those things aren't right and a lot of times you're you're so ingrained and um so indoctrinated with the dogma of how to think that even though your thinking's thinking is right it's different than the majority sometimes. And if it is different than the majority, you're, you're kind of shunned or cast to the side yeah. because it's a different thinking. Though that I, I think in reality, I think sometimes that thinking is more aligned with some of the faiths that I, uh, the faith that I deeply believe in but yet religion has created and and unfortunately Warped. manned man-made type religion has created the mindsets that some believe so devoutly and i think it's even been more so even over politics and the divide that we've experienced over the last four or so years i um, think people are getting too caught up with this is my team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I you think know what I mean. If you're not fully devoted or believe fully in in this and all of the things that come with it, then I think you don't belong to that group. And unfortunately, the yeah. other side is you, if you don't think all of these things and believe everything that we feel, you're pushed aside from that as well. So I I think a lot of people here as of recently. Um, find themselves in that middle without really that kind of go to team to go, go to, to kind of fit in perfectly. And I think that's okay. But I think as parents, we have to encourage and empower our kids to be kind of those self okay to be thinkers different. and yeah, it's okay to be different and be, uh, re be engaging in, kind of those different thoughts to really feel where you as a an individual and as a, a, a created human being feel like you need to be based on your beliefs, but also be receptive of others' beliefs and thoughts and don't just push others aside because they think differently than you. I think that's where we as individuals, as parents, as fathers— um, can encourage our kids to really be all that they have been created to be. And I think 
problem is a lot of times it's like, here's how you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, one of the most, well, not, it is, I think one of the most important things you could teach your kid is to not just follow the herd. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Think critically. It goes right back to what you said. Be a, a self thinker. Yeah. Last question, Preston. And this wraps up part two. Do you believe that the saying that the apple didn't fall far from the tree is a true statement? I think it can be if you allow it to be. Elaborate on that. I think that it can be true if you see it. If you like... I think there's some truth to that because you're always going to have a lingering part of yourself that kind of follows how you were raised. Mm -hmm. But I also think that you're not always going to be stuck with that. I believe if you want to change and truly want change and to be different and not be the apple that sticks around the tree, I I think that's up to you to do it. And I believe that you could do it if you put your mind to it. I I don't think that you are what you I don't think you are all what you are. I think you can mold yourself to be what you want to be. I agree. And, and I I think uh sometimes you know, uh, go ahead, finish your thought. I was just going to say me and Sh- one of my favorite shows ever is called BoJack Horseman and it gets into a lot of uh um damn it like it, like damage from generations or like you know like uh like uh like uh pain and bad uh bad treatment of your family or like bad habits and generational um abuse it it gets really well into that and i um Shoot, what was I gonna? What was I talking about to begin with? Part of well, what I where I think you're going with that, where I was gonna go when I was rudely interrupting you, is <laughs> you don't have to struggle yes, with that, right? You, you don't, don't have yeah. to have that you kind can of lingering be. damage to your life if you feel like you want to split and go a different direction. There's a lot that do kind of stay close to the fold and and are close to the the apple close to the tree that does kind of similar things of of what your parents did and if that's good that's great if it's bad there's some sometimes you see that as well but that doesn't mean that that has to be that way you can choose the path that you go down you do have hope you do have the opportunity to make drastic changes so that you are set on a different path as an individual. And I think that's kind of what you're saying there, Preston. It's like, yeah, that can be damaging and, and that can be lingering and generational, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, I, you know, this you know, has been a great conversation, Preston. I, I always think it's good yeah. to bounce ideas back and forth and i know we're coming up on an hour here of a part two so this was what 
two hours at least worth of just conversation between yeah. two dads that are living life and raising some youngsters. And I know a lot of people out there are just kind of stepping into that or have been uh, raising kids for a while or our grandparents that have raised kids and now enjoying the youngsters around them in life. You know, Mm -hmm. we're all in different experiences. We all go through uh, very similar situations and uh, lives as fathers, as parents. And, you know, this isn't just about dads. Parents have a, a very important role that they play, both moms and dads. Uh, but it's it's been good. To, and a lot of the times, some have to play both. Some play, yeah, exactly right. I mean, and and a lot of a lot of families experience that right now. And and you know, if if you're out there, um, we're we're here too. Reach out to us if you've got uh, comments and thoughts or want to hear more on this. Let us know because I mean, we're all going through this together you know we're here to to bring a podcast to people that can relate to and and you know not just entertainment but get some just life experiences of others that are going through the motions at times and others that are going through struggles or going through uh vacations and and usually (laughs) you plan out and have a uh, have it all set in your mind of how perfect it's going to be. And then life happens, you know, just like Preston talked <laughs> about early on in this podcast, but that's what we're here yeah, for. You know, exactly. We, you can reach us uh, via the podcast, via Facebook. We're on social media and I encourage you to just to reach out, throw some comments our way. If you want ideas, send us a message, throw some ideas of, of things you want to hear about on the whatever podcast. I know, uh, this has just or been Preston and I. Yeah, <laughs> usually Connor's on here with us, so I'm, I'm, I. Hey, you know, I'm ready for that next episode about college life and even what the <laughs> stock markets have been doing here recently. Oh my I, goodness! I A little sneak peek. My, uh, my, uh, my uh, account is is pretty happy right now. <laughs> nice, nice. I can't wait to hear about it. You know, I've heard you guys call me out on a couple of these episodes and I'm just waiting for the call to get pulled into the mix for us three to talk about some of these topics. So as soon as Connor got some free time, he's a busy man. He's got school. Oh, yeah. He's got work. He's, he's got a lot. Game stops stocks to the moon, Chris, uh, man. I can't wait to hear about it. All right. Well, Hey, this wraps up <laughs> this, this episode of the whatever podcast. Stay tuned for some exciting new episodes coming your way. We'll be back in not too too long. Preston, you have anything Hopefully. else you want to wrap up with? Nope. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris, for being on again. Um, obviously, very much a uh, regular co-host at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you guys enjoy the music as we wrap this one up. Thanks, guys. Adios. See ya.